Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Control Center, also known as Budget. Keeping a budget and knowing when and where your money is going is key to keeping debt under control. It's also important to know when and where money is going to help with timely payments. And link in my show notes is personalfinancelab.com, budget knowledge, personal finance budgeting. When learning about managing your finances, many experts will recommend you begin with a budget. A budget is a tool that tracks income and expenses. It allows you to set goals and make plans for the future. Developing a budget for a specific project, for a special event, or to help you with your monthly spending are all examples of using a budget to help you manage your financial situation. Your personal budget. When you mention the word budget to others, you may get a negative response. That's because people often associate budgeting with restrictions. They feel that if they go on a budget, it's like going on a diet. They won't able to spend money in the way they'd like. But a budget is really a financial planning tool. Every person or household should have a personal budget, not just to keep spending under control, but also to achieve what's important financially whether it's saving for college, buying a second car, or going on that Hawaiian vacation. An effective budget will give you a clear picture of your expected income, a detailed look at where you spend your money, and will help you set and achieve realistic savings goals. There's a reason that the word personal is used with budgeting. Although guidelines are often provided to help you determine how much to spend in different areas of your life, The choice is really yours. Your budget is designed for you based on your goals. So if you have enough income to spend more on your transportation needs, then go ahead and buy that Tesla. The purpose of having a budget is so you have a plan for spending your money. This helps you avoid debt and achieve what you want to do with your money. In order to build your personal budget, you will need to gather your financial records Spend time categorizing and analyzing your current spending. Create a balance between earning and expenses. Consistently plan for expenses that you might be facing in the future and put everything together while considering your long-term financial goals. Gathering your financial records. This is also known as tracking. If you've already started your tracking, you're one step ahead in creating your budget. That's why I call tracking the lifeblood of your personal finance, the lifeline of your personal finances, because without it, you won't have any idea on the dollar amounts you need to budget and for what categories. If you're using an app to do your tracking, it's going to put it in categories for you and now you're 90% done with your budget. You just need to ne- take the next step in putting a budget together. And then the article has it broken down in needs and want. Needs are things you must purchase in order to survive. 
They include necessities such as rent, utility bills, groceries, and medical expenses. They also include legal responsibilities such as paying taxes. Wants are things you choose to spend money on, but in theory, there are items you don't really need. Eating out, holiday gifts for friends and family, TV, streaming, subscriptions, and new clothes might be in this category. Once you sort it your records into needs versus wants, you need to look closer and divide them into fixed and variable expenses. Fixed expenses are those that you pay on the regular basis month in and month out or items that cost stays the same from one month to the next. This means you can reliably plan for these expenditures. They include expenses such as rent, your cell phone bill, a subscription fee for streaming video. Variable expenses change from month to month, so it's hard to plan accurately for these expenses. They might include how much you spend on fashion, how many times you go out to eat, or how much you spend on gas for your car. Some of your expenses may need to be split into smaller categories. For example, food is a need, so you could try to lump all the money you spend on eating into one category. But to be more honest, and it will help you create a realistic plan, if you separate your food items into categories such as groceries, coffee, and eating out, then putting it all together. Once you finish sorting out your needs, list of the categories you need to spend money on, placing the information in the four different boxes. Fixed needs, fixed wants, variable needs, variable wants. Every penny you spend in the month, your analyze should be included in these boxes. Now I'm going to simplify that because I have a little bit a different way of stating that. For those of you who are not accountants and don't want to be an accountant or have no financial background at all, this is the way you're going to be doing it. When you created your tracking, you had within your tracking categories. And as long as you're consistently putting everything in the correct category month in and month out, you're 90% done. And the only thing you need to do is take those categories and group them together by needs. I have the needs as housing, transportation, food, clothing, things that you need in order to survive on a regular basis. And these are expenses you're going to pay in each and every month. So what is the easiest way to set up your budget? And I recommend you do this in a spreadsheet. If you don't have a spreadsheet program, Google has them. And there's different free spreadsheets out there. So it's not going to be an expensive thing to do. Try to find a free spreadsheet if you don't have one. If you have spreadsheets on your computer, then open it up and start a new one. Name it Budget. And we'll start with that. The first category at the very top should be your income. Your income is from all the sources, whether it's work, rent from rental properties, self-employment income, whatever you're doing to create money to pay for your bills, your income. Now, this should include you and your spouse. 
because you're in this together. So at the top, you would list your separate incomes by individual, by each spouse, and you would total that up, and then that would be your total income for the particular month. Now, this, if you're on a salary or you get paid close to the same thing every time, then it's going to be a fairly consistent number, plus or minus a few bucks. After that, you start grouping together your needs. The first category is housing. Under housing, you include your mortgage payment, your line of credit on the home, real estate taxes, homeowners insurance, and all your utilities. And the utilities is everything associated with the house. The only exception to that would be your cell phone plan. I would group that under housing because these are things that you're going to need month in and month out. Some of them may be fixed. We paid the same amount every month and some of them are variable. They go up and down depending on the season, such as your utilities. Your cell phone plan should be somewhat of a fix because you're always on the same plan. If you stay within the plan's parameters, you should be paying the same amount month in and month out. So once you have those all by category, your next grouping is transportation, which would include your auto loans, auto insurance, auto uh, gasoline, and repairs and maintenance. Repairs and maintenance most commonly is going to be oil changes, which you're probably going to get done every four to six months or something like that, depending on how much you drive. That's your transportation costs. Also under transportation costs, if you live in a big city, would be any commuting expenses such as fare for subway or fares for buses or whatever you may have. You can also include taxis if you use taxis or Uber on an occasional basis and you have an idea of how much you spend every month. You can also include that under transportation. Then the next category is going to be uh, food, which is going to be groceries is going to be a category, dining out, and you can break dining out into dining out and dining out entertainment if that's what you do for entertainment. Subscriptions for your TV service should be included up under housing because it's related to the house because you have to be home in order to watch the TV. I hope that makes sense. And then the final category for needs is going to be clothing. You can break that out clothing for you, clothing for your spouse, and clothing for your children. If you don't buy clothes every month, you can do an estimate for your budget. Even if you don't spend any money, you have money set aside for the future months where you might spend a lot more than you would on a monthly basis. Maybe twice a year you buy clothes for your, your children before for going back to school or for some special occasion. Because the money you're not spending on the budget is going to end up in your savings account. So sometime down the road, you're going to have the money available to buy those clothes when you need to. And then after that, you're going to have entertainment, which would be hobbies, and anything else you do, going to the movies, 
whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to name them all, so I'm not even going to try. So you have entertainment, and that's a want. And if you have credit cards, that's another category because you got a minimum payment and you have credit. So under credit, you should list every individual credit card you have and any loans that are not included above. So if your auto loan is already included, you don't include it twice. And same with your mortgage payment or your home line of credit or a second mortgage or whatever you have. So it'd be credit cards, personal loans, payday loans, things like that under credit. And that's going to be paid on a regular basis. If you have some other category that I hadn't mentioned, if you can't fit it in to one that I've already said, you can create a category for that. So you, which one I can think of off the top of my head would be savings. If you want to set aside a certain amount of money for whatever reason, you can have a category and call it savings and use that particular category to put things in. Now, one of them should be an emergency fund, maybe a Christmas fund, or maybe a fund for gifts. So now you got your categories down the left side. You need to put three columns. The first column is referred to as your budgeted dollar amount. The second That'd be column two. Column three would be actual spending. And then the next column would be the difference between what you budgeted for that category and what you actually spent for that category. Now, like I said before, clothing may be an item that you uh, budgeted $50 a person for, but then particular certain months you might spend zero. So you would have extra money to put into your savings account, but you have it in your budget so that you can set that money aside on a regular basis. And then you have it in your savings account to apply for when you do buy clothes. Under savings, you could put in category for clothing. And then when you don't spend that money for the month, you can increase your deduction for clothing. If you're having trouble, okay, so then we got your total income, we have all your expenses, and that should come to a positive number, which means you have money left over, and that money that's left over should then be deposited into a savings account. Remember, you want to keep a minimum balance in your checking account. I use $600, you could use $300, you could use $1,000. It's just to make sure that your checking account never becomes overdrawn. And so that would be part of your budgeting process to keep a minimum balance in your checking account. Anything above that minimum balance then can be transferred into your savings account once all your bills have been paid for that particular month. So let's go back to your tracking program. You can create a report by category for the previous month. We're just getting started. So we've been tracking the previous month. We're tracking through the current month. So if you do a report from your tracking program and print it out by category, 
for the previous month, that gives you the numbers you need for your budget column. Go in, buy those categories, find where you have it set up on your budget, and plug the numbers. Put in your income for that particular month, put in all the expenses you paid, and then you would do a report. Now you're going to do this on a weekly basis, or you're going to do it whenever you get paid. So under the income, if you get paid weekly for each spouse, then you should have spouse A with four different lines, one for each weekly pay, spouse B, and then a separate line for four equal pays, and then the total of your income. If you have other sources of income, you plug that in when you know the right amount. It may not be consistent. It may be up and down every month. So that's where you have to figure out some type of an average. And once you have that, you plug that in to your budget spreadsheet under income. Then you go through all your categories. You put in your mortgage payment, your line of credit payment. You put in all your utility payments. You put in your cell phone payment. You put in your subscriptions for your uh, cable TV or your streaming services under the category housing. Then you do the same thing for your transportation. You put in all your car payments for that particular month. You put in what you spent for gasoline, the total for the month, for any repairs. If not, put in a zero if you didn't have anything. And any commuting expenses that you may have had, plug those numbers in that happened the first month that you did your tracking. Now, in the current month, which is your actual, you would put in from the beginning of the month up to your first payday and do a report. Now, I'm assuming we're in the first week of the second month. And you throw that in to your actual. If you made a mortgage payment, that should come to zero. If you paid exactly the same amount, which you probably should. If you're the same thing with your car loans, same thing with all your, maybe your credit cards are not the same, but you plug in all those numbers. And then the next pay period, you do the same thing again from the first of the month up to the second payday. Now you just go in the actual and you update those numbers and put in the total for the month. And you do that throughout the month until the end of the month when then you can look at your control center, your budget, and you know, you can see where you may have overspent. Maybe your utilities were higher in the second month than the first month. Well, there may be a reason for it. Maybe the previous month was the fall and your utilities were fairly low because it was good temperature out. You wasn't running heat. You wasn't running AC and you act, you're paying the actual amount of utilities every month. So it may be low. Second month might be higher because maybe you turned the heat on or maybe you turn your AC on. So your electric bill might have been up or your gas bill, no matter, depending on your utilities. So if you can identify what they are and know what's causing it, then that's nothing to worry about. But if you had budgeted 
$400 for clothing and you spend $3,000, well, you may have overspent that category. And why? You need to look back and find out what the reason was. Well, you, as long as you can identify the reasons for why you're overspending money or why your money is greater than your budgeted amount, you're in fairly good shape. So after your second month is done, now you need to look at your budget amount. Do you need to adjust them up or down based on what happened in that second month? If you can figure out some type of average of what your spending is from month to month, try to do that as much as possible. Now, what I've done a long time ago is on my utilities, I set up a budgeted amount with the utility. So I pay the same amount every month. And once a year, utilities look at, did I overpay or underpay? And they adjust it up or down based on what money they have on my account. And that keeps my budgeting easier because I pay the same amount for 11 or 12 months. I might have a month where I don't pay anything. And then a month I pay a little bit. And then my budget amount will kick back in and it'll be the same for another 10 months. So that's what I've done to make this process a little bit easier. Over a period of three to six months, you should be able to get the budgeted column fairly close to what you're actually doing. Now for gasoline, I would increase it about 5% every month because the price of gas is going up. If the price of gas seems to be stable and about the same, then leave it alone. But if you're always have a shortage or going over on your gasoline purchases, you need to increase what you budgeted there. Once you do this for a period of time, you'll be able to look at it and know what's going on in your personal finances. That's why I call it the control center. And the more control you have over where your money is coming from and where your money is going, and if you can direct some of that or more of that into your savings account, you'll be better off overall. Remember, on the debt reduction plan or a debt management plan, part of your savings should be an emergency fund. If you spend lots of money on Christmas gifts, and then some of that money should be in a Christmas fund. If you're trying to pay down debt, you can look at these categories and try to figure out where you can cut back. Maybe you have a cell phone plan and you're paying uh, a higher amount, say $150 for a cell phone. Perhaps you, one of your family members got their own phone under their name because they're old enough and they're paying for themselves, but you never adjust your budget down. Maybe you can go online and find a better plan that meets your current needs, that gives you unlimited talks, texts, and data, and you might be able to get it at a cheaper price. And then you can adjust your budget down a little bit. You can look for things, the subscriptions that you no longer use, and so you can cancel them. You can look for ways to save money from your cable TV bill by doing away with cable TV and finding two or three streaming services where you can save money doing that. There's many options out there. 
and you should always be checking on ways to save money. Insurance is another category where you can maybe change the type of insurance you have a little bit, get the same amount of coverage, and save a few bucks. Even though I say a few bucks, $5, $10 a month, could adds up over time. And the more money you save over time, the better off you can be. Say you look at your groceries, your food bill, and you know you go out to eat three times a week. Well, maybe you need to cut that back down to one time a week or maybe two times a month and eat at home more often and save money that way. We're all trying to spend less money on a regular basis. And the only way you're going to do that is you have to know how much you're spending and where you're spending. That's the only way you're going to be able to know you need to cut back in a certain area. And having your control center right in front of you that shows you the numbers where you can drill down and see where maybe in a particular month or maybe multiple months you were spending money that you can save by getting another plan or adjusting it somehow to reduce that particular expenditure. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you're interested in learning about an online software that helped myself get out of debt, it does tracking, budgeting, and keeps track of all your assets and all your debt. It even tells you how much and when to transfer money into your savings account and how much and when to transfer money to your debt and which debts to pay off in order first. It's not cheap. It's a one-time payment, but it will definitely be an investment, something in yourself and an investment in your personal financial life. If you're interested, send me an email at reducedebtincreasewealth at gmail.com and I'll send you the information about this online software that worked great for me. You probably heard financial experts talk about percent of income and they're referring to your gross income. That's income before taxes and any other deductions such as health insurance or retirement accounts. And what you do is put your gross income in for a particular month, put it at the top, and this is an additional column where you do percent of income. You go down, if you have multiple mortgages, you group them together and you figure out what percent of your gross income is the total of all your mortgages. You do the same thing with your car payments. And then you can do the same thing with the total per each category. So you got housing, you have a breakout, what's the percent of my loan debt to my gross income, and what's the total percent of housing to my gross income. Your loan debt might be 28% of your gross income, but your total housing, which includes utilities, insurance, and taxes, and some maintenance, could be 42% or 51%. 
Now, if you're wondering where your money is going, this will help you identify that. You do the same thing. You want to break out the loan amount separate from the total amount that you're spending for that category. When you get down to entertainment or food or clothes, that's just the total category because you shouldn't be taking out loans for that. You can do the same thing with a credit card. The total for your credit card payments, how much of your gross income is your credit card payments eaten up? And that'll help you identify and you can quickly see where maybe your money is disappearing to much quicker by doing it as a percentage. Because your housing mortgage shouldn't be more than 25 to 30% of your gross income. Your transportation loans on your automobiles shouldn't be more than 8 to 12% of your gross income. Everything else will fall into place. If you can keep everything within these percentages, everything else in life will become easier and your financial strain will go away because you have your finances under control. You know where your money is coming from. You know where your money is going. You know where it's going. You know uh, when it's going. So that's going to help you make sure you make timely payments every place you can and it will help you get your debt under control. If you follow my debt reduction plan or debt management plan, you'll have a really good idea. That's why I call this the control center because people don't like the word budget. I'm gonna call it the control center and your lifeline is your tracking. So you track and you control and your finances will be in much better shape and you'd be glad you did so.